Welcome to Sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Rev. Dr. Matthew Richard. Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 14th chapter. When one of those who reclined at table with Jesus heard these things, he said to him, Blessed is everyone who will eat bread in the kingdom of God. But he said to him, A man once gave a great banquet and invited many, and at the time for the banquet he sent his servant to say to those who had been invited, Come, for everything is now ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. The verse said to him, I have bought a field and I must go out and see it. Please have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen and I go to examine them. Please have me excused. And another said, I have married a wife and therefore I cannot come. So the servant came and reported these things to his master. Then the master of the house became angry and said to his servant, Go out quickly to the streets and the lanes of the city and bring in the poor and the crippled and the blind and lame. And the servant said, Sir, what you have commanded has been done, and still there is room. And the master said to the servant, Go out to the highways and hedges and compel people to come in, that my house may be filled. For I tell you, none of those men who were invited shall taste my banquet. This is the gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. My friends, Jesus tells us a story today about a great, a great and bountiful banquet and several groups of people who make excuses to not attend. Now, let me be very clear. The excuses given by these people are shallow. They are silly and ridiculous. And so Jesus' story is not dealing with legitimate reasons but shallow excuses, shallow excuses that are like the ones that we use for not attending church on Sundays. You see, pastors often hear about every excuse in the book from individuals and families for not attending church. There are a lot of excuses. Now, don't deny it. But why make excuses not to go to church? Indeed, that is the real question. Why do you make excuses in the first place? Perhaps we try to think up clever excuses to justify our actions of skipping church so we do not feel so bad. But that still does not get to the heart of the problem. And that problem is much more profound, much deeper. You see, if you and I take a moment and think about the story that Jesus told us this day, that parable, and as we look at it a little more carefully, we will realize that something is not right. Think about this way. The man in the story... Yes, that man in the story who prepared this great banquet, he was not, I repeat, not inviting a bunch of people over to his place to have cardboard pizza and stale nachos. 
He was not inviting people over for one of those free meals that you have to eat with a high-pressure sales pitch during dessert time about investing in a pyramid scheme for a timeshare in the Caribbean islands. The man who prepared that banquet, he was not some lonely bachelor needing social interaction and then had this grand idea of throwing a party to get himself out of an emotional slump. No, this man, this man in our story, in Jesus' story, he invited people to a great, a great dinner, a great banquet, a great feast, which is why needing an excuse to not attend does not make a sense at all, does not make sense at all. Now, when I say a great dinner, a great feast, a great banquet, I'm not merely talking about a large Thanksgiving dinner. The Thanksgiving dinners that many people have each year are actually child's play compared to this great banquet that the man prepared. You see, if you were to attend a banquet like the one mentioned in our story today, well, the first thing you would be met with is a brilliant white robe. A robe that you would wear along with a crown of flowers on your head to show the honor, as a symbol of honor to you on behalf of the host. Secondly, you would be led to recline on a couch near a lowered table where you would be given the most exceptional wine, not just some cheap box wine, but the best of the best wine, along with beautiful smelling perfume. And then while you waited for the food, as that food, that aroma, that food came in over your nostrils, and as you smelled that beautiful food, while there would be entertainers to sing and to play music and to dance before you. And then for the food. (laughs) Yes, the food. Imagine the best food that you've ever tasted and it is prepared for you to just simply enjoy and receive. And then after the meal, yes, after the meal, don't even think about going to do the dishes or clearing that table. The servants, they did that all for you. And even to boot, the servants came with water to wash your hands with a cloth. Ah, man, can you imagine? So back to our consideration of Jesus' story. As already mentioned, several of those individuals had these lame excuses to get out of the banquet. But why? The answer, they were acting as if the banquet was some sort of curse. Some sort of curse that they had to avoid. Like a teenage girl who says to an obnoxious boy, I can't go on a date because I'm washing my hair. Well, the excuses of the individuals show us that they believe that this banquet, this invitation was some sort of inconvenience, some sort of curse, some obnoxious curse that they had to avoid rather than a great gift. My dear friends, I'm convinced But the reason why so many people avoid church and think up of silly excuses is that they perceive church services to be a curse, an inconvenience, instead of a great gift. But let me tell you a little secret and an insight. Many individuals in America are entirely justified They are justified in wanting to avoid church. And the reason why? Well, many churches in America do not function like a great banquet where the Lord's gifts are freely and joyously given to the sheep. 
permit me an opportunity to explain this a bit more. Imagine working five days a week, yes, five days a week, to serve customers and to serve your boss, always giving, always meeting the demands of the people around you. And then Saturday rolls around and you can't sleep in because the grass needs to be mowed and the lists need to be accomplished. All the different cleaning of the house needs to be caught up. And then the alarm goes off on Sunday morning. You get up and you put your finest clothes on and you drive to church to give your best to God. At the beginning of the church service, well, the worship leader comes out and he asks you to stand and make a joyful noise, a joyful noise to the Lord. And after a couple of songs, even though your coffee has not yet kicked in, well, the worship leader, he cries out to you, now this time, really sing it, everyone. Everyone, get on your feet, lift up your hands, and really sing it this time. After the singing, you sit down, and you think to yourself, I may get a break today, but the pastor comes out, and you are given a list of ways in which you can be better, yes, better as a Christian, and better serve God through a bunch of different missions and ministries in the church. Well, after church is complete, you finish some errands around town, you go home, and get this, you started all over again on Monday. All over again on Monday. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy on all of us. You see, church services like this, and they do exist in every American town in America, they are not, I repeat, they're not about handing out the gifts of God, but instead they take from parishioners. In these churches, it is expected that you come to church on Sundays to give your best to God through fervent prayers and vibrant singing. And in case you haven't given enough, the pastor, well, he gets up and he gives you tips and pointers of how you can live your best life for God. Tragically, instead of parishioners being a guest at a great banquet in the church service, they're tossed into the kitchen and expected to huff and puff in serving God. These churches expect their parishioners to come to church, to be kitchen maids and hall boys and cooks for the Lord, as if the Lord needed to be served by mankind. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy on all of us. Listen to what Christ says in the Gospel of Mark. He says this, The Son of Man, yes, the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life, to give his life as a ransom for many. Baptized saints, what this means is this, and very bluntly stated, if the church services of St. Paul's fail to be great banquets that deliver God's gifts to you, then this church is indeed a curse and should be avoided. <laughs> There's more. If this church is not delivering the gifts of God and indeed is a curse, the doors should be shut and it should be bulldozed down to the ground. However, when churches are faithful, when they are great feasts, great banquets of the Lord's forgiveness, life, and salvation, then, my friends, do not treat them and do not treat the services as if they are a curse because they're not. Dear baptized saints, keep in mind that the church services here at St. Paul's 
the church services follow a liturgy. And that liturgy comes straight out of our hymnals. And in our hymnals, they're called, get this, divine services. Divine services. They are called this because the divine one, yes, the divine one, the Lord, he is serving you. In other words, every service here at St. Paul's is the one where Christ comes to you to serve you as a great banquet where he intends indeed to serve you and you can receive. Now that is good news. That is great news. When you attend a divine service here at St. Paul's, you do not clothe the Lord in an honorable robe, but the Lord clothes you in brilliant righteousness through your baptisms, covering your sin and your guilt, When you come through these sanctuary doors, you are not some scully kitchen maid or a hall boy who prepares a banquet for the Lord from a tiny, dirty little kitchen. But the Lord prepares a table for you and gives you his body and his blood upon your tongue and into your bellies. And the pastor, as he stands in this pulpit, is not like a head cook that barks out kitchen orders to you, but instead the one, the one who proclaims the good news of the gospel, the forgiveness of sins, into your ears so that you might know without a shadow of a doubt that you are forgiven, that you are cleansed, that you're redeemed. Baptized saints, in the Lord's divine service, he gives to you. He gives you everything, nothing held back, grace upon grace for you to receive a great, yes, a great banquet. And so excuses, well, they don't really make sense. They don't make sense when you understand that church services are great banquets. Furthermore, evangelism and outreach, they actually make sense when you understand church services are great banquets with plenty of food and seats for everyone to receive. Evangelism and outreach, well, they're both simply going out to everyone and everywhere and saying, come, come, dear friend, everything is ready. Everything is ready for you to receive. Come and receive at the great banquet. And when you find yourself not wanting to come to the great banquet of the divine service, well, my friends know this, that's just your old Adam It is your old Adam that throws gloom over joy. It is that old Adam with his games again that hates the blessings of the Lord's great banquet. It is that old Adam that is just a stubborn killjoy that needs to be put to death at the doors of that sanctuary. It's your old Adam, that old nature that is foolish and deserves a good old kick or a muzzle as you arise to feast at the Lord's great banquet. So dear friends, dear baptized saints, rejoice today. Yes, rejoice today. You are blessed when you receive from Christ. You are blessed, not cursed, when you come into the sanctuary. Not to give your best to God, but to receive God's best in Christ. A great banquet. Indeed, we are here right now in a great banquet receiving God's gifts of life, salvation, and grace for us. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous, bright with thine own holiness.
Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org or visit St. Paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org. The Lord bless and keep you.